you're listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a creative coach, yoga, movement and meditation teacher, writer, DJ, polymath, human being, practicing more of the being. (laughs) And this episode is an update episode and it's mostly, mostly talking about staying connected in many different forms. So it's a beefy one and we're diving into a lot of different topics, mostly around the update of the last couple of weeks. I really hope it's going to be interesting at the very least and useful also in the show is a new feature my favorite thing the inspiration station yeah so that's towards the end of the show so just a little word i'm also talking a bit about anxiety in this show so if that's a trigger for you maybe listen with caution i'm not going too deep into anxiety it's more about the remedies and the tools and the techniques i use that help support me when experiencing anxiety anxiety so I hope more than ever that this is going to be really helpful and that you come journey with me so thank you for being here maybe get yourself a cup of tea or like I don't know take me on a walk somewhere (laughs) let's dive in hello my darlings how are you doing I really hope you're well today's episode is an update episode didn't mean to leave you hanging. It's been almost two weeks since my last episode. Thank you so much for all your feedback. It was about grief and sadness and living life online and in real life and (sighs) wading through all that stuff, all of that intensity. And I really appreciate every single message, every comment, every review, all of you, your ears, your hearts, your minds, your thoughts. I'm just so grateful for you being here and being part of this community. So thank you. Thank you for reaching out and thank you for listening. As I said, this is an update episode. I have been away. I've been back and forth to Norway for the last five weeks, which is a bit bonkers, to be honest. Um, I've mainly been DJing and behind the scenes, I've been coaching with my wonderful clients online and just celebrating their marvellousness and... Also, I've been working behind the scenes on a new special project, something that I'll be sharing with you really, really soon. And I always offer first dibs to my new projects, to my email subscribers first. So if you are interested in hearing about it, then maybe you feel like subscribing to my digest. The digest is just a mailing list. It's not just a mailing list. It has a heart. Thank you very much. So it's an email and hopefully it's motivational and inspiring to you and offering you a kind of I don't know like a virtual hug and a sort of whoop of encouragement and some stories from me and tips and resources and all that kind of stuff so if you're interested you can head to my site dion.space that's d-i-o-n-n-e as in warwick who i was named after thanks dion um and all your psychic strangeness i appreciate you um (laughs) you can head to my site to get the digest i'll link you in the show notes obviously so just head to ifeelforyoupodcast.com this is episode 32 can you believe we're here amazing. I appreciate every single one of you that have been part of this journey. So five weeks on the road, back and forth, five trips, Norway, UK, 
I've spoken about this before. Uh, I think I even made an episode about travel and some travel tips for like living life on the road. So if you're a digital nomad or you just travel a lot for your work, maybe it's useful for you. I'll link that for you in the show notes. But um, yeah, five weeks. It's been quite intense. This is sort of like the last phase of these DJ trips and doing silent discos actually in case you didn't know yeah so it's like heaps of equipment a lot of headphones a lot of strange looks in airports and carrying weird transmitters and lasers and things like that but also a lot of fun a lot of energy it's kind of it's different doing these kind of events to say running yoga workshops um there are definitely similarities you know life on tour is still life on tour and I don't mean to say that in a kind of blasé ungrateful way because it's amazing but at the same time it's also a lot of graph there's always kind of a lot of things going on at one time there's inevitably something that happens or something that needs fixing so it's a good practice in preparing for the unexpected learning to go with the flow but also being as prepared as you possibly can which you know is always interesting it's never boring and so these gigs have been a lot of fun this last trip I got back about a week ago now I think I never really know I'm I'm always a bit discombobulated when I return sort of it takes me a while to land those of you into Ayurveda know that I'm a vata uh, dosha so if you're into Ayurveda you probably get a, get the gist of what I'm like I'm also a Gemini moon if you're into astrology so you kind of recognize the air in me so when I'm traveling a lot by air it tends to um, amplify that sense of like ungroundedness in me I'm also a Pisces sun if you're interested um, so I do have that tendency to sort of live a little bit up in the clouds so grounding practices can be very beneficial for someone <laughs> like me so yeah after these five weeks it's really been a, a case of trying to trying to land again trying to see where I'm at where I need to put my attention and obviously the podcast has been on my mind because this is sort of my heart in many ways I mean everything is my heart but I feel like this is a space to I guess be more frank frank sorry um is it a place to be more frank I think I'm pretty frank in general pretty real I would say but I guess me talking to you it's more intimate I suppose and you've been on my mind and I have been recording podcasts it's just I haven't been putting them out there was a little bit of wild hectic moments coupled with exhaustion and then sort of picking up the pieces and making sure I'm still spinning plates on all the the other things and of course my coaching clients are kind of up there I'm I need to be available and have good energy and lots of energy to give them and support them and help them to feel more nourished and yeah just to hold space for them it's really important to me so a lot of my energy has been going there as well as this new project that I'm making that I mentioned so yeah it's been a week and obviously I haven't fully unpacked because (laughs) yeah I think I've just been tired at the end of that stretch and lately on these trips I have been quite good in terms of getting home, doing those rituals that help me to feel grounded. Unpacking is one of them, for example. And yeah, this last trip sort of knocked me for six. It was a longer trip. I think I was away for five days. 
usually with these trips, they tend to be a really intense kind of 24 hour situation. So I'll, I tend to fly first thing in the morning, then I'll be DJing later that night, probably till like 4am or something. And then there's no time to sleep, I just have to go straight to the airport and then fly back. So although they're short, they're pretty intense and kind of exhausting in their own way. This last trip that I did was slightly longer. So it was a different energy. There was a day off, for example. And because I was playing in a city, Bergen, in Norway for the first gig, I was then traveling into the fjords. I was going to Songdal, for any of you who are listening in Norway or who have visited the fjords in Norway. Songdal is like this tiny village in deep, 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 deep in the fjords. It's like, it's super remote as many places in Norway tend to be. It's like a massive kind of land space with very few people, a very small population. Um, I mean, it's all relative, right? But, you know, Songdal is, yeah, like a really amazing place. I'd never been there before. And I think the journey time from Bergen was around five and a half hours or so via bus, then boat than bus um, so yeah it's quite magnificent as you can imagine the scenery is just breathtaking um, but it was also interesting I mean let's just go straight there shall we um, on this trip to Songdal from Bergen there is a tunnel and if you've ever been to Norway and you've ever kind of driven around trying to get from place to place, you'll know that Norway is a land of tunnels. There are so many tunnels and in many ways it's helpful because obviously it's nice for the skyline because there's not so many roads that you see. However, if you get a bit claustrophobic, uh, yeah, just be aware (laughs) that there are tunnels on your journey. And I didn't realise that we'd be going through this tunnel. It's called the Lerdal Tunnel. I hope I've pronounced that well because, you know, my Norwegian pronunciation is uh, okay, but, you know, needs some work sometimes. But yeah, basically it's the longest tunnel in Norway. I don't know if in Europe, but it's pretty long. I think it's around 25 kilometres long. That's around 15 and a half miles or so. Look at me, kilometres. That's from my yachting days. But yeah, it's a really really long ass tunnel and it takes a really long time to go through it and we were traveling through that tunnel and guess what I had a panic attack which was not great um (laughs) and not helpful so in fact I recorded a video for you guys that I was going to make into a podcast but unfortunately the sound that was in the tunnel was so loud that you couldn't really hear what I was saying which is probably for the best, <laughs> I saved you around 10 minutes of talking you through what I do when I get a panic attack. So I'll try and summarize that for you in case it's helpful. Because for me, my trigger was being in this super confined space um, and the, the panic or the worry and the fear of not being able to escape, not being able to get out. It was 
definitely a claustrophobic experience. It was extremely dark. And because the tunnel was so long, I had no idea. It was sort of that kind of moment, you know, when you're thinking, okay, we'll be out in a minute. And it's like, okay, this is the sixth minute. Okay, we'll be out in a minute. And it's like, we're up to 10 minutes still going through this tunnel and just like thinking, are we ever going to make it out? And all of those sort of thoughts that come out, if you've ever had a panic attack, you probably know this. If you don't want to listen to this, you want to skip this section, go ahead. Um, But yeah, if you've ever had a panic attack, it can be so overwhelming because the mind as it does it tends to kind of go over things over and over things so if you are worrying about something it will really take that worry and run with it if you know what I mean so thoughts that I was having were things like okay I'm in a tunnel oh my god I'm in a tunnel when does this tunnel end what if something happens in this tunnel what if something collapses where am I in space I'm in the middle of a flipping mountain like I'm literally in the belly (laughs) of this gigantic mountain no one's going to find me if this tunnel collapses. what happens if there's a car crash then what do we do how will I even make it out do I have to walk imagine how long it will take me it's 10 minutes driving and we're going quite fast and all of these kind of thoughts that just were running through my brain and making me feel extremely bad it was not good and I I didn't want to tell anyone because you know it it's difficult like sometimes it helps me if I'm with someone to just say um okay I'm having some anxiety right now and it would be really helpful if um, you could just talk to me about something anything the weather what you're wearing uh, what you watched last night on Netflix or what you ate for dinner and so on anything mundane and boring um, sometimes that helps but I was sitting on my own on the bus and I didn't really feel like kind of moving at that point because I think I was just frozen I went into the freeze mode in a panic attack which is also quite unpleasant um so uh in that moment what was really helpful for me was to try and remind myself okay it's happening (laughs) so we can work with this rather than trying to ignore the fact that I was panicking instead to bring myself back to just notice okay I'm feeling quite anxious right so how about I use a technique that will bring me into the moment so to friends of you out there that have anxiety or panic disorder I would recommend in those moments to think about what helps to bring you back into the moment and for me it's like having contingency plans so for example I've got a contingency playlist that's always synced on my phone so that I can just plug my headphones in and listen to something if that helps I tend to carry props with me so you'll always find me with for example a plethora of objects including a couple of crystals of course some essential oils I'm usually carrying something like that on me or some kind of oil I've always got a notebook with me so writing stuff down in the moment that can be really helpful and essentially anything that is going to help bring you back into the moment my seagull mates are outside I hope this isn't too distracting for you we're back in Brighton Um, anyway so yeah what helps bring you back into the moment and this is helpful because when you're panicking you're often thinking ahead about the terrible stuff that might happen so yeah what can you do to bring yourself into the present moment and I think in that long ass video where I was (laughs) 
in the midst of a panic attack and trying to talk you through what I was doing to help calm me down. What was really clear was that I use sensation to help calm me down. And I don't know if this is useful for any of you out there or for any of your loved ones that you know struggle with anxiety or panic, but using sensation really helps me to focus my attention. So it's about, for me, the details so that I can slow down time, if you know what I mean. Because often with panic, your brain is full of so much information. You go into this heightened state of a awareness and you know this freeze mode you know you've heard of fight or flight or freeze there is this bodily reaction right because your brain and your body are connected so quite often people that experience panic their eyes might widen and that's you know your body's basically trying to protect itself it's ready for danger so your eyes are probably going to widen you know pupils start dilating because you're trying to take in all the information you can so that you can be ready to run or fight or hold your ground you know and uh, similarly with the breath the breath starts getting short there's a lot of things going on the blood starts pumping and of course you know these are physical reactions which are then feeding back into your brain which is just exacerbating this cyclone of panic and this this anxiety which is just it's just awful like it's really I really feel for people that share (laughs) the experience of panic and of course we all have different symptoms it does show up in different ways but there are certain commonalities so yeah in this moment just remembering sensation so that might include looking at something just really using the senses to focus your attention so looking at something listening to something touching something squeezing something I like to check in with my body that really helps me to feel more grounded so if that's accessible to you ground yourself in space you know so like I do things like is this weird I don't know but it helps me I like uh, I touch my foot for example or my knees so I just touch my knees to just feel my body I'm (laughs) grounding myself so that I'm not checking out into the ether and into my thoughts I'm bringing myself back into my body and using my senses to come back home to myself rather than focusing on what's potentially going to happen so yeah um I've obviously made videos about this. If you didn't know, then I'll link you in the show notes. I've made like yoga videos. I've made some meditations and some breath work stuff, which you might, I was going to say you might enjoy. I don't know. I hope you enjoy them. I hope they help you feel better. But there's a whole series of like um, support for anyone that's experiencing anxiety and or high stress moments. So I will link you up, my darlings, because yeah, I, I what I hope comes through to you is that even if you're feeling just that horrendous dread, that awful sensation or sensations that tend to come with a panic attack or an anxiety, you can feel better. And that's not to kind of ignore that this stuff feels very real at the time. It's not to minimize your experiences, but it's just to say that there are certain techniques that you can use to feel better. And, you know, the ironic thing was, is this ironic, Alanis? I don't know. But uh, there was a moment I was watching the video back and like trying to test the sound to see if I could insert it in here. But alas, but I could make out this moment at the end of this Lairdal tunnel, right? <laughs> the end of this like 25 kilometers or whatever long tunnel. 
You can hear the relief as I start to literally see the light at the end of the tunnel as we reach the end of it. And there was a moment where I'm just like, you know what? I've never quite understood the meaning of that phrase, but woo, that was a moment. And then there was like a minute of sort of relief and recapping to just confirm to myself like, okay, what did I do to feel better? What really helped? And whilst I was recapping for you guys, We then went into another tunnel, which, you know, it's just the perfect lesson, thanks universe, to really practicing what I preach. Hopefully I'm not preaching, but you know what I mean. So I don't know if this was useful for you. I really hope it was, but yeah, glad to be back on the ground and out away from the mountains. Mountains are beautiful, but also make me feel a bit claustrophobic. So I'm back in Brighton, wide open spaces, horizons, the sea, gorgeousness, and it's so spring-like. It's amazing. So I'm really grateful for that. And yeah, also, where have I been? After getting back from the last Norway trip, it tends to be like a few days of discombobulation, as I mentioned. So I used to be quite hard on myself after these trips, especially when I was commuting to Norway every month because I used to run a lot of yoga workshops. I'd do these kind of longer trips and I'd continue my art and yoga projects. Some of you might have attended at the art museums in Bergen, which is like, you know, my baby. Also Heroes Hallam, which is also another baby, a wonderful community of people and holding community classes and just events, workshops, gorgeousness, day retreats ah, like so many wonderful things but at the same time I would get home and because of the intensity of it and also my health I didn't know at the time that I had an autoimmune disorder that was undiagnosed I would get back from these trips and just be completely knocked out until the next trip (laughs) so it was just this very strange cycle of being completely depleted and then having to summon the energy to put everything into creating something gorgeous for people to experience and hold space for them and using what energy I had to make these events and like to hold space for people and then I'd get back and the cycle would continue until I sort of had to stop you know my body was like no (laughs) that's it you're gonna have to change something something has to give because you can't keep going like this you know any of you who've ever experienced burnout or anything similar probably know what I'm talking about so getting back from Norway I'm trying to be more gentle with myself and I hope this reaches whoever needs to hear it that after an intense period especially when you're giving giving your energy and giving yourself to making something, creating something, allowing yourself space to recalibrate and come home again, to land, to ground, to exhale, whatever analogy you want to use for it. Give yourself time to rest and especially if you have a tendency to be on the go and get a lot of stuff done. (laughs) So it's been a big lesson for me just learning how to slow down after those high intensity trips, give myself space to have like a day in bed, which even as I say it, I'm a bit embarrassed, but at the same time, I know that it's really good for me. I just kind of create a bed cocoon and I'll have my meals there. I know, is this gross? Is this going a bit Tracy Emin? I don't know. But yeah, I will sort of camp out in bed and that just feels like so indulgent. 
And I probably am going to do some work in there, yeah. But at the same time, like, it's a bed office, so it's got a little bit of lux. And so if there's urgent stuff that I need to attend to, I can do it from that space. But just prioritising rest and trying to encourage and signal to myself that, you know, this is downtime, this is time to restore. And yeah, coming back from these trips, just trying to implement little rituals that help me to ground so rest is a priority also unpacking which as I said I haven't been so good at on this last trip I'm just looking at my travel bag you know the kind of uh, the bags you have to put your fluids in yeah I'm just eyeballing that from where I sit (laughs) but yeah unpacking can be a really helpful action to intentionally root myself in a space again I also do it when I'm traveling as well I think I referred to this in the travel podcast but I never used to unpack when I would be traveling because the trips would be so intense that it was almost pointless I'd spend so little time in the hotel rooms that there was no reason to unpack but now I try to consciously unpack things so that it's easier for me to reach for a particular moisturizer in the morning rather than fumbling in a travel bag is this boring I have no idea, I'm sorry, but yeah, if it's useful for you, then I hope you receive that. So yeah, thinking a lot about getting back, getting grounded, and what resets me after these trips, after the sort of intensity of the trips. And yeah, like having my yoga practice is really important, like grounding that energy after being airborne. I've made a yoga video, Yoga for Travel, in case you haven't seen that and that might be useful for you. I'll link it in the show notes. There's also a heap of like videos for grounding, grounding your energy and so on. I will link those too for you in the show notes. And you know what? A good old bathroom disco, spending time just pottering and gently fixing and just landing. It really feels so good to be back in one place for a while. It was my last official event at the weekend until the Brighton summer retreat, which, oh, there's been some bookings this week and the people that are coming, I'm just, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I always look forward to the Brighton retreat. It's really a special kind of gathering and the people that come are always magnificent and we always have adventures and just like brilliant connection time and great food and like practicing together it's really close to my heart it's really special it's just a way to spend a few days together just diving deep and this time round I'm offering coaching sessions as well with people so we can really carve out time to go journey so yeah there's still a few spaces left not many so if you are thinking of joining us I'll put the link for you in the show notes or you can just head to my site dion.space forward slash retreats I didn't mean to kind of promo that there but it just felt very natural and we're kind of freestyling today right just updating you on some things so yeah I'm here for a few weeks we begin the bloom spring program this is my online coaching group it's now sold out so thank you everyone for your incredible response I'm so grateful there is a waiting list so get in touch if you want to be on that but as I said earlier I'm also working on something behind the scenes for you guys so get involved on my digest if you want first dibs first drop of that 
can't wait to share it with you it's been a long time coming so yeah I hope that's also going to be something useful for people who maybe couldn't get onto the group coaching program or maybe who can't work one-to-one with me at the moment in one of my coaching programs or who can't make one of my in real life events So yeah, back in one place, I had a workshop this weekend, just gone for Island Girls Rock. They had a wellness day and I was leading a self-care session there, which was glorious. It's the second time I've worked with these guys and these are just such amazing people. This organisation in itself is close to my heart. Like, I mean, I'm one of those people where I can only really do things that resonate. You know, I can only work with people that just ping my pants. Okay, that sounds weird. Um, I can only really go into projects where my whole guts are like, yeah, you know, if you're into human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So that kind of sacral reaction, that sacral grunt, do you know what I'm talking about? That kind of gut feeling, you know, (gasps) that feeling like, yeah, like, do you want pizza for dinner? Yes. Yes, please, I do. Going with that is so vital for me to feel in flow in every single way so yeah I can only work with people that make me feel that way even more and more and more early on in my career it was harder to do that I kind of had to compromise a lot but I paid the price you know what I mean but I mean I say I paid the price it's all learning isn't it we all kind of learn through our experiences and yeah like I did get burnt by a lot of people and organizations in the past that didn't feel right initially for me to work with or work for and you know that was also a lesson in me learning to be more assertive and protective of my energy you know so I hope that reaches whoever needed to hear that today and so this event for Island Girls Rock was in London it was in East London in this amazing venue I mean, because I just got back from Norway, as I said, those days afterwards can sometimes feel a bit weird. And I was sort of not anxious, but definitely not anxious about the event. But it was more like the tiredness, the tiredness and exhaustion felt a little bit heavy in my body. There was still this sort of like um, residue from the trip because I hadn't fully landed. And this past week since getting back from Norway, since landing, there's been a lot of tragedy and a lot of my friends are experiencing loss right now. I've been having a really tough time and yeah, just there seems to be this energy of like a lot of heart-wrenching loss and it's felt like a bit of a weird week to be honest and I don't know about you but I feel there's a lot of people going through it right now and maybe it's the shift from this shadow of Mercury going into this new phase and maybe it's the Pisces and Aries energy and spring and a lot happening and this new kind of a new energy so I was kind of like oh like this event I'm excited for it but I'm also yeah there's like a bit of nervousness about how I'm feeling you know like I want to be fully present when I do something you know I want to be fully there so I can really hold space for people and actually funny story but not funny but um I actually had a mini panic attack on the tube which was weird not weird but just interesting you know and similarly to what I spoke about earlier somehow I managed to get myself out of it or at least I managed to let myself become more present without disassociating disassociation is just 
it's something that helps to protect us, especially if we go through something that's particularly overwhelming, right? So at some point in our lives, we might check out for a period of time. And um, it can be helpful, right? It can help us just, you know, not be too overwhelmed in a moment. But the problem arises when we disassociate and are really disconnected from ourselves. We're unable to kind of get back into the body, for example. So disassociation in some situations is totally okay. Like, I mean, it's just a kind of protective mechanism, right? So especially people that are struggling with trauma, for example, might be familiar with the word or like the process of disassociating from something, sort of like detaching in a way. But for long periods of time, if we're disassociating, it's not so helpful because we sort of have a bit of distance. There's like a lack of connection. So yeah, in this mini panic attack, I noticed very quickly that there was a potential for me to check out and to disassociate in that moment. And I managed to kind of bring myself back and get into my body. And I was able to bring myself back into the present. I mean, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm having a panic attack and suddenly, hey, everything's fine. And there's lambs and flowers and everything. But I managed to get back to myself, reconnect without disassociating You know, disassociation can be um, helpful, especially in times when we're completely overwhelmed by something. Like at some point in our lives, we probably have experienced disassociation. Usually when something very intense happens or something very shocking or, you know, I hope you haven't experienced it, but often it's it's, um, a sort of mode we go into. I don't know if you've ever um, witnessed or experienced being in shock, for example, there's a sort of moment of disassociating and it's kind of protecting ourselves from the full force of the feeling and the emotion. And it enables us to sort of keep going for a while until we can reconnect with ourselves and hopefully process what's happened. And so um, I'm raising that because sometimes uh, say if I'm having a panic attack in the past like I would force myself to get out of the panic attacks and I do that by disassociating like I check out and sort of um, trick myself in a way and then not really fully process what happened so that I never really fully dealt with that situation I don't know if this is making any sense but but anyway this time and in London at the weekend I tried to stay really present with what was going on like oh okay hello panic I could almost feel it coming it was it's like a sort of shadow that was creeping up behind me over my shoulders and I was like oh hello uh wow that's interesting oh hi what are you doing here oh I see you know you're looking out for me because you're worried that I'm not safe but you know it's okay I am safe but thank you for checking in with me because you know hopefully if you've ever struggled with panic or anxiety you recognize that although it feels so irrational what you're going through is actually a kind of beautiful messenger if you know what I mean oh that's how I'm trying to look at it (laughs) after all these years um how many years has it been now I was I was actually 17 18 I think when I had my first panic attack because it was kind of like a year after my best friend died and I started having them out the blue. And, you know, I had a few years of chronic panic, like extreme panic. Maybe I should make a different podcast about this and talk a bit more in detail about the phases of it because I thought that I dealt with it. You know, it went away for a number of years and then suddenly out the blue, it came back. So it's kind of, it's interesting. Like, and I don't mean to say that to scare anyone that might have experienced panic and now you're kind of living in a different phase. 
But certainly for me, what's helped me over the years is recognizing that the panic, when it comes, if it comes, is actually just my body reacting in a way that's trying to protect me. It's actually, it's almost like my body's just like, hey, I've got you, I've got your back. You know, what do you need? Like, okay, you're in danger? Hey, boo, I've got you. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, it's preparing me to deal with whatever is gonna land on my plate. And of course, in some ways that is irrational because of anxiety is usually based on a forward projection. You're thinking about what might happen in the future, right? That thing hasn't happened yet. So your, your body seems to be reacting in, in a completely irrational way, but, actually it's a sign that your body is working the way it's supposed to it's just that you know maybe the brain is going on a bit of a wild trip so the key really to dealing with panic and and anxiety I think is learning how to train the brain and that's not to say ignoring what's going on because I think it's really important like as I said with disassociating like sometimes it's necessary for us to check out but I think it's really helpful for us when we're ready and when we're, we're able to, to be able to process, to go in and to sort of deal with what, what happened and, and what is happening in the moment. So yeah, the funny moment I think is that this panic culminated with me getting stuck inside the tube doors. <laughs> So I'm I'm underground. I think I was like at London Bridge Station, if you're familiar with that tube stop. Jubilee Line, the Jubilee Line has kind of two sets of doors on the tube. And, you know, the tube can kind of feel claustrophobic for a lot of people, I think. So when I started having a panic attack, I was sort of talking to myself. <laughs> I was talking to myself and saying, thank you. I see you. I see you're here to protect me. It's all right. I'm good. And I was walking to try and, as I said, earlier you know getting myself into my body using my senses so getting into my feet walking around slowly mindfully and then using my eyesight to focus on certain things so I would look up at the ceiling to show myself that oh there's space I can see that there's space around me I'm not in this claustrophobic tiny place I can't escape I can see look there's escalators there for example there are routes out I'm safe I'm fine there's people around me it's all good Um, nothing to worry about and then I got my phone out. I started playing my special playlist. What was I listening to? Um, I think I was listening to Zap, Be All Right, which is a very nice song to listen to if you're worried. I'll put it in my playlist, Vibes Immediately. If you're not already following me on Spotify, there is, you know that I update a playlist? Every week I update it for your bones, for your ears, for your internal organs. Um, things that I'm listening to that I dig that I want to share with you so yeah vibes immediately find me on dion.space or spotify min dion is my uh, handle I'll link you in the show notes so yeah the end of this panic so like I'm, I'm walking around trying to get into my feet the tube comes along and I'm like shit okay now I gotta get in the tube am I gonna be okay no I'll be okay because I'm moving it's fine panic my friend come it's all good we're gonna get in the tube and everything's gonna be all right and I'm singing along to this song you know I'm that person I don't really care like I'll talk to people on the tube I'll sing and smile at people whatever I know it's not London but I don't care um (laughs) so um yeah this panic attack culminated with me getting on the tube I made it through the first door it was fine it was just we're all it was a busy tube we're all getting on and I had a lot of luggage with me because I'm running this workshop and I thought okay I'm on the tube now it's fine and then suddenly the second set of doors shut and take my backpack (laughs) 
So this has never happened to me before. So it was a very strange experience. And my life kind of mini flashed before my eyes, or at least the imagining of a horrendous injury because uh, I was stuck. And amazingly, all these people just leapt into action. They just noticed and they all just kind of ran to the door because usually what happens if anyone gets sort of stuck in the door, the doors will be open. But this time they didn't. I was literally stuck. And like this guy just sort of jumped over me. It was almost like a film where he's trying to prise the doors open with his fingers, like, oh, just doing what he can and making all these growling sounds. like, And he even got his hand trapped in the doors because he managed to open it a tiny amount so I could get free. And then his fingers got trapped. It was so awful. I mean, obviously, I thanked him profusely for freeing me. But, you know, my goodness, I felt so bad. There were all these marks on his hand. He said he was fine, but... Wow, it was wild. And, you know, this is on my way to this event. And, of course, this drama just snapped me back into the moment. And it was almost like the universe was just dishing me out a helping of me learning a lesson. It was like, you're going to learn today, my friend. It was like, oh, so you're panicking, right? Oh, that's interesting, because panic and worry is all about you thinking what might happen in the future. So let me give you something to think about right now. And the doors slammed. (laughs) I just remember what I did in the moment of being trapped. I was literally just hanging there like a tortoise, you know, and not a cool now that's Ninja Turtles isn't it but you know what I mean like I was literally just hanging there and it was almost like I heard myself I I audibly said as I hung my head oh no so I'm just hanging it was very pathetic and it was like this moment of me literally surrendering and then someone obviously this guy like helped and like people were leaping in to help me and they let me down and you know it was like the perfect lesson. I mean, I hope you don't have to go through that lesson yourself, but it was very, very interesting. And I was just so grateful and back in my body and very present and, you know, went to the event and the event was amazing. And, oh, just, yeah. It's funny how these things happen, isn't it? So anyway, went to this event, this glorious wellness day that was open to anyone to come and just chill out. And, you know, we're in East London in this gorgeous building with all these panoramic views of London. And, you know, it's a different energy in London. And a lot of people, it can be really exhausting being in London. There's so much to take in. There's so much information, so much to see, so much to hear, like so much, like almost overstimulation. But I love it. So yeah, you know, when I go up for the day, when I get back to Brighton, it's almost like, you know, like I can breathe the sea air and it's a space, less hectic vibe. Um, So yeah, just really appreciating that and going into this session just with that in mind, just wanting to hold space for people who just really needed to take some time out for themselves and come back home. So it was just really nurturing and such a brilliant, diverse bunch of people. And I'm always wary about using the word diverse because it's kind of used in strange ways these days. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just really appreciate being around people who have lived, you know, it was just... Yeah, I don't know. I just struggle sometimes. And it's not about an age thing. It's more like a mentality of a sort of strange 
kind of superficial layer of existence where there can be a lot of people who maybe are just interested in uh, huh, what can you do for me and here's what I can do and here's all my bells and whistles and look at me and this is my label and they're not really interested in exploring and you know um, I'm just I'm into digging into the pie of why and exploring purpose and why we're doing what we're doing and what motivates you and what inspires you and what's the fuel that keeps you doing what you're doing, what keeps you going. Because it's great if you're doing stuff, you're out in the world making things happen, but why are you doing them? That's what I'm interested in. Because I think that's what will keep you going in the hard times, you know? And at least that's what I've learned in this almost 10 year journey of running my own businesses and like being out here like just trying to create things that I want to see in the world but also be of service so I can support others and hopefully share things that I've learned on my journey so that they've got a bit of a head start you know what I mean in this journey you know there's been many occasions where I've asked myself you know should I just get a normal job I really think that When you're out there doing what you're doing and maybe questioning if you should give this stuff up, I think what really helps to keep going is remembering your purpose and knowing that that's all connected to who you are. Like, why are you here? And that's not like the pressure of, shit, I've got to find out what that purpose is, you know. Um, It can spin people out. I notice, like, when I'm working with clients and there can be a lot of, like, drama around this idea of purpose. And what I try to share with my clients is that, you know, you don't need to find that out. It's more like you offering space to let it out. You don't have to create your purpose because you've already got a knowing of who you are and what you do and what lights you up, you know. It's just reconnecting with that. There are so many things that might come into that. There are things that you do, but there's also that realization that your impact on people and the world is more than one thing that you do. It's what you bring to your work. It's your knowledge and it's your connection in the moments. It's your intuition and it's your experiences. It's what you're interested in. It's your life experience. That all comes into your purpose as well because, you know, we're all constantly seeking and learning and hopefully growing. And although we might have structure in the form of qualifications or whatever, or education, maybe wisdom and experiences, hopefully we're open to even more than that, like what makes us who we are. And so that's what I'm interested in and inspired by. And that's what I support people with when I work one-to-one with them and when I'm running events, for example, with them. I'm interested in us getting into bed with all that stuff. You know what I mean? Sort of. Maybe not into bed, but you know what I mean? But like, you know, like less about the labels and the ego and more about the real mulch of who we are. And I really don't like that word mulch, but it just feels appropriate. You know, I'm making these strange kind of grabby hands as I say that. Anyway, I've been thinking a lot about this And because it's a question I get so often from people, they often ask me, you know, what's your inspiration to keep continuing doing what you're doing? Or what's the fuel that keeps you going on this journey? Because, you know, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard out here. It can be hard and, and lonely and, you know, challenging, especially if you aren't connected to great people, you know, or working with someone that kind of understands, you know what I mean? And so... I've written a blog post about it, which I really hope will help people. I'm talking about, you know, my inspiration and motivation to keep going and and kind of 
offering you some food for thought and also asking you some questions about that. So I would love it if you head over to my blog to read it and let me know your thoughts. And so if you head to dion.space forward slash blog, you'll find it. Obviously, I will link you in the show notes. And actually, I need to press publish on it because I wrote it and I didn't publish it. So anyway, so at this event in London, meeting so many women who are also polymaths of doing more than one thing, maybe they had a normal quote unquote normal job and then they had their sort of creative interests on the side or maybe they were sort of doing various jobs, you know, various part time jobs, maybe they were just creative jobs and so on. But so it was great to relate to those on that path you know like there can be a lot of doubt and uncertainty when you're sort of creating your own path in the world and you know creating a life that you want to live that maybe you haven't seen other people do or you know maybe there aren't people near you or there's not maybe a community close to you that are doing it and I used to be ashamed uh, in the past and, and sometimes you know society asks us like to just do one thing in this very structured way and follow this route and this path and that's your title and that's what you do and you know, that's never really made sense to me in whatever job I've had, even in a quote unquote normal job. I've never really felt comfortable with just doing things for the sake of doing them because that's how we've always done them. I'm always interested in hmm, what's behind this. Can we dig? Can we dig into the pie? Am I really annoying? I don't know, probably. But yeah, I just I'm always thinking about the bigger picture to what I'm doing and how do I want to touch people in this life and how do I want to connect with people how do I want to make them feel so it doesn't really matter what label I use I could be playing records to 12 year old kids and then 21 year olds and then 55 year olds and then holding space in a yoga class or coaching someone one-to-one and it's not that it doesn't matter what it is it's just that I'm not fixed on something being my role like for example I'm a professional coach and I've got this many years experience in this piece of paper that tells you I've got this qualification and I well I've got this many hours of yoga studies like I appreciate and I'm not trying to dismiss people and their qualifications I guess what I'm saying is sometimes there can be an over-reliance on that stuff as if it it explains something or like it it sometimes I think can come with a heap of snootiness that attaches itself to a label. I'm inspired by people and I'm interested in how do we connect and how do we work with what's here so that hopefully you can feel more empowered and hopefully remember who you are and hopefully feel more free to be wherever you're at in whatever way that is and maybe that's you feeling freedom in movement and dance and having a disco in your bathroom or maybe it's you feeling free from a really sticky situation you know you feeling free from this pattern that keeps repeating itself you know or maybe it's you just feeling free to feel nice in your body or whatever that is like that's what's inspiring to me so I love connecting with people who are into that too so I really appreciate the space at Island Girls Rock Chantal shout out to you for facilitating amazingness bringing brilliant people together and you know I've been thinking a lot about that like feeling high from connecting with great people and you know I'm an introvert as well so it's like it's a different kind of energy that that I'm used to and 
I don't know, I've been asking myself, maybe I've just been in the wrong rooms for the last few years. Like I've often felt out of place in gatherings, things like networking events that someone might have dragged me to. I just feel so uncomfortable, like really not feeling like my face fitted in those spaces and really aware that I don't think I'm the kind of person that they're looking for to be in their space. And I don't know, it's just weird. There's been a few years of this like questioning where are my people you know what I mean like I know my people are everywhere okay how can I say this without sounding like a wanker um okay trying to seek community in one place is great if you can find it but definitely since moving back from Norway just being hyper aware also in Norway I felt it I I touched community because because I wasn't okay how can I say this I found it really hard to make friends in Norway. I mean, there's the cultural stuff, but yeah, a lot of cultural stuff, but I've written about this in the past. Maybe I can link it for you in the show notes, but it was really hard. Mostly I was working a lot and um, like all my hours, I was really, really struggling with money and I was hustling, you know, I was trying to make these big things happen. I took it all on. I was dealing with resistance, dealing with a lot of racism, dealing with a lot of stuff I've been processing and healing from the last few years. And like, just, yeah, like acknowledging the trauma, acknowledging like the, just the journey that's been, it's been a lot. And getting back to Brighton and sort of being really excited to participate in communities and actually struggling to find it here as well and starting to think oh my god is it just me is it just that I can't find my people you know and of course there's a real trend of like white people saying find your tribe (laughs) which I find quite strange you know what I mean but you know what I mean like find your people it's all about community and then sort of looking around and not really feeling it not feeling that you're part of it or like just experiencing weird stuff that happens over and over like yeah maybe this is for a different episode but I don't know I just yeah I've just often felt very uncomfortable and that's in different industries as well like I don't know I've often felt like I'm not the kind of person that that these people were looking for to be in their space and and it's weird because it's been a number of years and this keeps coming up and I'll meet a certain type of person and they'll say stuff to me like oh everything that you're doing I want to do so tell me how you did that and I'm like oh well weird flex but okay I'm sure well you want some information about something I happily help anyone and people who've met me know that this is kind of something that comes up it's come up a lot over the last 10 years and and so I'll share and then those people will go out there and be it Norway or here they'll go away and sort of literally carbon copy what I've done and try and do it in the same way and it will fail right but failure is whatever you know there's a it's a loaded word but what I mean is it didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to and they often give up because it hasn't worked and that's because you can't just go away and take someone else's life and things that they're doing and carbon copy that and expect it to fit right you can't expect the same results because it's got to come from you it's got to be your thing you know it's just it it's got to be connected to you know you your purpose and so yeah it's just been a, a sort of really weird and kind of competitive vibe that I've got a lot whenever I've tried to sort of hunt out my community and 
I just really don't vibe that competitive copycatting thing. And I don't know if it's just me, but I don't know if I give off a vibe to people that <laughs> suggest that I'm competing because it's really funny to me. To It's quite surprising that often feel that I, I get that feeling that people think that I'm competing or that I'm somehow... I don't know I don't know like sometimes people have have commented on yoga communities that I've set up both in Brighton and in Bergen and people will be like oh it's this kind of secret club thing and I'm like well no it's it's, it's absolutely open to anyone you know um it's, it's never secretive it's not exclusive it's just it's often that I feel like the people that tend to um get what I'm about and sort of vibe with what I'm sharing and like we we create community together because it's not just me creating community it's all of us I feel like these people are kind of like a, they're sort of like the misfits those of you listening I mean this lovingly I mean this like you know we're sort of um the people that maybe know what it's like to perhaps not fit in or maybe there's something about us that you know sort of also craves a particular kind of space that might not be loaded with the labels or the kind of um particular sort of connotations maybe this is another episode and i'm going way too deep into this but anyway yeah <sighs> often on that journey of seeking and trying to connect with a community and find my people I've struggled <laughs> and community I realize has sort of come to me because rather than me trying to go out and find my place I've just tried to create things that I want to see in the world and those people have found me and so therefore that's what I'm saying by my community is so I feel like my people are everywhere because they're, they're living in Norway they're living in the UK they're living in the States they're living in all, all all different countries around the world and they're the people that they they they're not necessarily needing to attach themselves to a particular label or way of being so for example, like with my yoga classes, um, the majority of my teaching I've tried to do outside of yoga studios. No disrespect to yoga studios, but for me, extracting myself from uh, the loadedness that a, a yoga studio has often, like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but often if I go to a yoga studio, I often feel it's not really a place that I belong Maybe it's just the yoga studios I've been to. Um, and obviously it's not every single one, but many, many have come. I've, I've had some really negative experiences where I felt unsafe or like I haven't felt comfortable. And, you know, I'm going to a yoga class so that I can hopefully chill out and relax and be in my body, but actually it's caused more stress. <laughs> and so, yeah, like I, I really wanted to remove that like loadedness and and find these spaces where we get to define what something is you know what I mean that's why I've sort of taught in a lot of quote unquote weird spaces and that's also why I offer things online as well to just sort of remove the kind of physicality of space and so that we can build together from the bottom up have I gone into one I don't know anyway the bottom line is I'm just really not interested in trying to work out why I don't fit somewhere or why someone doesn't like me or why someone wants to compete with me when I'm not in competition with anyone because I truly believe and have always been very vocal and passionate about saying there is room for all of us. 
there is space for every single one of us to do what we're doing and excel and to encourage each other and to lift each other up and yeah I don't want to feed the opposite of that I want to put my energy into creating spaces holding space for people who who share a similar view so this blog post I wrote about my inspiration and motivation to keep going will be in the show notes and it's about connectedness which feels like the theme of this podcast I guess and the theme of these weeks and the theme of getting back after these trips in Norway and another thing I've been doing is reconnecting with people via email and I actually recorded something for you maybe I'll make a mini-sode for you yeah I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna put it up for you because I'm talking about life since my autoimmune diagnosis and how I had to surrender so many things like I couldn't go to Norway as much and I was trying to get my health back on track and it was it was really hard to kind of share that in the moment that I was going through it because I was so close to it and the uncertainty of what the hell is going on I don't understand my body is literally attacking me and I don't I don't know what's happening so I don't know how to translate that to people you know shout out to my uh, thyroid warriors in the house so anyway I'd been so quiet about it over these years and not wanting to burden people with it but at the same time worrying that people would think that I've just ditched them because you know I couldn't go to Norway as much I wasn't able to do as much as I was doing because you know it was too much so yeah that's another reason why I'm trying to take more offerings online so that people can also feel that I'm there for them at any point, that I don't have to kind of travel to a physical space in order for me to hold space, that I can do this online, like we can recreate that. So um, yeah, by being more online, it means that I can also take care of my own physical and mental health because, you know, traveling often causes flare ups for me and this disease. So, you know, it's weird with thyroid stuff because it affects so many different systems in your body and there can be so many different symptoms that vary wildly in their range. And so during flare ups, it's it's just basically a, a really big lesson in getting up each day and seeing what you're dealing with and just dealing with it you know like do I have the energy today what symptoms might need attention and so when you're running your own business with a chronic health condition it's hard and it's really hard in some ways because there is so much you want to do and have to do but you might not necessarily have the spoons to do it and you know some of you might be familiar with spoon theory which is it's a metaphor for um, disability for like a kind of this combination of like depletion maybe it's like physical depletion maybe it's like general fatigue uh, maybe it's like mental depletion and so on so yeah it's like um, people talk about having energy according to the amount of spoons they have <laughs> so like you can kind of measure the amount of energy you have in any one day anyway I'll link you up with info on spoon theory but yeah back to the email so there was this one email account that I had that Shettle took over for me whilst I was sick and in recovery and I've still been sending out my digest during this time since the diagnosis which kind of feels quite amazing in some ways those of you that have been on my list for the last nine years thank you thank you for being there and just letting me be in your inbox and like 
sharing and connecting and feeding back to me your thoughts and like your ideas I just I really love the medium of email and so when I when I was unable to fully be on email as much as I wanted to I was really sad like when it had to take a back seat because I love email I'm one of those people and so yeah like shuttle took over that for a while and and the last week or so I've been starting to slowly take on more of that once again like making it more sustainable so that I can reconnect with all those amazing people in their mailbox and yeah like uh, it's been so wonderful and I I'm sharing this today because I was really nervous about getting back on the email and getting back in touch with people especially if I hadn't connected one-on-one with them in a long time like just to literally reach out and check in with them like how are you doing what's going on you know like can I be of service to you like is there anything you need support with right now how are you doing like what's up and you know these are people that have like been on this journey with me and uh, yeah just I just really wanted them to feel that I appreciate them and that yeah just acknowledging that I see them and you know that just because I'm not there that I I'm still there you know what I mean so yeah for those of you that have struggled maybe with feeling disconnected and wanting to reconnect with something be it your local community or maybe there's a relationship that you want to kind of re- I was going to say resalvage that's the wrong word but maybe there's a relationship that you want to reconnect with and I I know that it can be uncomfortable in a way like there's a lot of doubt or worry that you won't be received like it's all about rejection right um so yeah I I recorded this episode for you that I will put out as a mini-sode about just remembering to reach out and reconnect or just connect with others especially if it's felt hard for you to do lately Um, because feeling the sense of connectedness especially in these times that we're living in it's more valuable than ever I think so for those of you that needed to hear that today I hope that that's a reminder and I hope that the next episode will be helpful for you in me sharing with you my feelings about (laughs) going through that, like reconnecting. So yeah, I guess in a way I need to thank my autoimmune disorder (laughs) for teaching me about staying connected to myself, you know, because when I push too hard, it's over. You know what I mean? I'll pay the price the day after. So yeah, learning to connect with myself, implementing self-care as a daily practice, like taking myself to bed at a proper time, eating regularly, drinking enough water, taking baths, scheduling my blood tests, you know, things like that, as well as connecting with others who I feel safe, but also uplifted by, like people with good energy, people that that I want to serve people with vibes people like you basically so for anyone who needs to hear it connection 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 reconnection doing it in ways that feel good to you be that making that call sending a text message whatever it is you need to do to help yourself tap into remembering that there is a community out there for you there are good people and if you're not sure or like nervous about reaching out to someone and you want an ear or you want to connect you know you can reach out to me you know you know how to reach me find me in the show notes ifeelfreepodcast.com because I'm here for you and I hope you know that and I hope you feel that and speaking of connecting lately I've been writing and practicing sharing which 
if you follow my blog, you'll probably see that I'm blogging more. I'm really trying to commit to taking up space there. So yeah, there'll be a few things there. If you haven't checked in in a while, feel free to head over dion.space forward slash blog. And on it, as I said, I've mentioned that big ass article about your purpose, for example. There's other stuff there like inspiration, hopefully tips, tools, and kind of sharing stuff that's on my heart as well, which feels most me. And I'm really trying to follow the motto. I think it was Marie Forleo that spoke about doing before thinking or was it acting before thinking? Something like that. I'm really trying to lately just interrupt any kind of doubt that I feel and get on and do it before I think too much about it. I don't know if that's useful as well. I hope there's something in here in this gigantic update for you. But I guess what I wanted to share today is no matter what's going on for you, just really remembering who you are and remembering why you're doing what you're doing and just staying connected to yourself so that you can be connected with others. This is the way, the route to flow and the route to feeling held and attracting the good people and maintaining a good energy and tapping into that sense of support that's always there, you know? So I just wanted to remind you of that and I hope that that's useful. And now, I'm going to take you into a new feature of this podcast. I know this is a long ass podcast and I'm really sorry. So I'll try and keep this short and sweet. The Inspiration Station. Many of you know for the last nine years, I'm into collecting inspiration and sharing it with people. There's something called the Inspiration Station that I share on the digest, on my blog, etc. Anywhere I can, basically. So I thought I'd do like a tiny roundup of inspiration for you in case it floats your boat. So lately, reading. Lately, I finished the book called Golden Child. It's by the author Claire Adam and it's set in Trinidad. It's quite a new book. I really want to talk to someone about it. So if you've read this book, please get in touch. It was interesting and kind of dark, unexpectedly dark. So avoid that if you're not into dark books. Secondly, wanted to rave about a book that I've spoken about in my digest. I've been proclaiming this like I'm I'm like touching it now in my hands. It's just so amazing. I've been proclaiming this like literally my book of the year. I read it. I think I got it at the end of last year and I took it to Lisbon with me. It was a very special moment. Let me tell you what the book is. Maybe that's helpful. It's called This Is Woman's Work and it's by Dominique Christina. And if you're into archetype stuff, if books like Women Who Run With The Walls, for example, if those are books that float your boat, I think you'll love this. This book has been transformational. It's about archetypes, but there's also a lot of offerings for internal work, doing a lot of journaling and exploration through writing. If you're into the sound of that, do check it out. I'll try and put an update on my Instagram because I spoke about it in a bit more detail for you, but do check that out. I'll put a link for you in the show notes. And I'm currently reading a book called From Harvey River, a memoir of my mother and her island by Lorna Goodison. I'm reaching the end of that one now, set in Jamaica. It's a true story about intergenerational stories do get in touch. Let me know if you're reading any of those books, if you've read any of those books, or give me tips about what you're reading. I would love to know. Lately, what I'm listening to, all the songs will be in my playlist, Vibes Immediately, which is free. It's on Spotify. The link will be in the show notes for you. Also, Shettle recently went to see a film whilst I was running my workshop. He took himself on an artist date. If you're not sure what an artist date is, I will uh, share that with you in the show notes. But he's got a little tip for you to go in the inspiration station. Shettle? 
I was very inspired this week watching the film Benjamin, written and directed by Simon Amstel. And if you love um, Simon Amstel's stand-up, I'm sure you'll love the f- this film too. It's kind of a romantic and very real, uh, funny film about the film and media scene in London. And um, very much like a meta-film and there was actually a funny moment when I saw it sitting in uh, the Curzon Cinema in Soho watching someone playing Simon Amstel sitting in that very spot in that Curzon Cinema in Soho watching a film that that character had made. I was kind of in a real life version of Michel Gondry's video for Björk's song um, Bachelorette. Anyway, it's very good. Thank you very much for that film tip. Obviously, get in touch with me if you've got some film tips. What should I be watching? It might be in the cinema. It might not. It's okay. Let me know. And finally, on the Inspiration Station, a tip for you, which is an app and a tool. And it's one for my Twitter buddies. I've written a blog post about this for you. And it's a little app called, uh, is it Tokimeki? It's basically a tool that helps you marry condo your Twitter feed. And I've internally cringed as I said that because it's a bit of a popular buzz phrase, right? The condo method. But, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. This isn't connected to her in any way, but uh, yeah, it's just a buzz phrase to explain what it does. So if you're interested in that, head on over to my blog, Dion.space, and you will find it. It's a useful tool for my Twitter buddies. Do get in touch if you've got any tips, anything you want to see in the Inspiration Station. You can leave me a voicemail and I can feature you in the podcast. I know I'm asking a lot, but come on, come and join me. Leave me a voicemail and you can be on the show. I'd love to feature you. Any tips, anything that's inspiring you lately, anything that you just want to shout about. Perhaps you've got something that you're doing right now, a project that you're working on that you want to tell the world about like-minded people and share the love. So just get in touch with me. Head to Dion.space. There's a contact form there so you can reach me there. Find me on social media. I'm kind of back on Instagram. You know, I come and go, but I mostly live on my blog. So that's where I will be the majority of the time. Thank you for making it this far in this podcast. It's a beefy one, but I feel like it's sort of two weeks worth. Yeah, there or thereabouts. So I hope it's been useful for you. Obviously, if you're interested in receiving my digest, you can get on my mailing list. All of the links will be in the show notes, of course. As I mentioned earlier, if you're interested in coming on the retreat, do get in touch. I know there's a few people thinking about joining us. So if you're on the fence about it, you've got any questions at all, whatever, just get in touch with me. We can have a chat about it. There's no pressure to join, but if it's calling you and it works, the dates work, we'd love to see you there. I guess I should wrap this up because I've been talking for so long. I'm sorry about that, but not sorry. But if anything here has resonated with you or it's been useful for you, then it makes it all worth it. And if there's something here that would be useful for a friend of yours or a loved one, please feel free to pass it on, share the love, maybe leave me a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. That really helps other like-minded people find us. It also helps me to see what you think about what you're listening to so i love to read your feedback and so all that's left for me to say is thank you so much for being here thank you for listening i really really appreciate you i love you i feel for you take care of you and i'm here for you farewell